0: Oh, how good was that? Welcome to the Metal Cell Podcast. That was the opening track called Dugga from Archaos' new EP, Liberation. And I'm delighted to say I've been joined by frontman and guitarist Luke and Aaron on bass. How are you, lads? Doing well. Not too bad now.
1: How are you yourself?
0: And thanks for coming down. I'm very good. Um, You've a new EP out and I just want to talk about it. Uh, It was released in March, so... Can you just kind of give us a kind of a perspective on how you went about it and where you recorded it?
2: Um, yeah, I suppose it was in February of 2018. Um, we went out to Dunham Moor. Uh, our drummer, Chris, was living there at the time and uh, with, his, with his brother and his brother's girlfriend,
1: I think. And
2: uh, it was just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It was during. It was near the Beast
1: from the East, was it? Or it was just. It was just after it, because I remember there was still <laughs> snow everywhere, and we ended up knocking off. Dropping a s-
2: massive snowball on top of your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was.
1: It was the first post We now declare recording started, and all of a sudden, I've got a snow cap on my head. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> so yeah, we we did a lot of the groundwork there. We got most of the uh, the instruments down. You know the drum tracks and the guitar and bass tracks. Then I did the vocals from home in Kinsale. Um, I have Pro Tools uh, set up at home and I brought it out to Dunamore, so I do work at home as well from that setup. Okay. and uh, then the final track Deliverance we kind of did that over a weekend last August uh, at my house so yeah
1: and I think between the two places I think we did some extra work like when we were still in Dunamore, and we'd done at least most of the ground work a little bit of retracking we just started getting weird with some stuff and doing like gang vocals okay. and running up to a Oh, like yeah. wood-burning stove myself and Luke with two hatchets <laughs> just walking up to it and just hitting it with hatchets
2: cool Uh the, yeah we actually on the opening track that you would have just heard there Doga, the start of it is an actual real fire we recorded there in Dunhamour and those kind of banging sounds are just Aaron and myself getting a bit weird with a hatchet okay
0: <laughs> cool Um what gave you the confidence then to record it yourselves
2: I got all like my studio gear and pro tools from my uncle uh, Fergus O'Farrell who was from the Irish band Interference Um he like from a young age i was about 14 he kind of trained me and that, just how to record basically and uh eventually just over the years kind of just tinkering away figuring out how things worked on it i kind of just got i suppose relatively decent enough at that that i felt i could record kind of a full band setup and i got a couple of uh a couple of weeks experience with my uncle recording different bands so i just had a, an idea that i felt we could probably pull it off but I did get a, a good bit of help from this fellow here, Aaron, with the mixing yeah. process. Oh. Okay, Aaron.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of, when we started, the entire band met in the music management and sound course in Stefan Stefaniafa, okay. and a big part of that was the sound engineering, which is both live sound, and it's also in the studio. So one of your projects would be recording a full song with like a couple of instruments, be what, they can be whatever you want, whatever song you want kind of thing. So we kind of got the... We, we all got the experience there of being able to record it and I had already just through my own experiences of just like with one really cheap interface and a really cheap laptop just hitting a guitar as hard as I could onto my laptop and then just learning to try and make it sound better to kind of make up for like how terrible the price yeah. sounded originally Okay. so I had a good idea then when Luke brought the recordings we did I just kind of went maybe EQ that a little bit there and kind right. of work these things out
0: Okay, then your first single then was The Temptress. How did that come about?
1: Well, that was that was Luke's kind of, that was a song wrote, Luke wrote and brought into college. It was uh, him going through his little grunge phase for the most part. <laughs> but like most songs, he kind of, br- he brought it to us. We kind of show us everything he had and we would like add in things, take away things, kind of chop change to a certain extent until we had... Rather than it be like Luke's song, it would be yeah. become the band song then, yes. okay. and we Jen just kind of rehearse the hell out of that, and then he can run off and
0: do all the lyrics because he is the wordsmith mm-hmm. of the band. Ah, the Venus trap in uh, oh. the temptress. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Nice one. Who provided the? uh, kind of reminded me a bit of Celtic Ross, Tom G. Warrior. Oh, uh, th- th- that was me. Uh, that
2: was, that was uh, you, on yeah. recording that time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I thought that actually would have been on uh, the first EP, but it didn't make it in the that's, end
2: that, a lot of people yeah that's a fair point yeah.
0: um, like I don't I remember we had this conversation
1: because it was all recorded at the same time back then Um, there was still like Fergus O'Farrell's old studio was still owned by Luke's family down in Bantry so it was just at that point it was just a space Luke had the equipment and we brought it down there and recorded everything there but um, we ended up just having the conversation and just decided to kind of keep it to the tracks that were on the first EP and then just released that
0: as a standalone single. Which was self-titled, yeah. Yeah, the self-titled. So that was uh, December 2017, that's... That's
2: right, yeah. I kind of feel as well, though, as a track, it just felt like a standalone kind of song. Like, with the rest of the tracks that we had on the first EP at that time, it kind of just felt like... Not that it didn't really fit with them, but just like they fitted to each other more, I felt. Mm. Just... You know, I think
1: when we ended up, we came up with this idea for three of the songs that they all followed a theme, yeah, or a theme rather. <laughs> There's <laughs> those Boys. ths are somewhere there. I think <laughs> I left them back in West Cork, but um, but uh, they all call it followed a theme based on like Dante's Divine Comedy, but the wrong way around. So you'd kind of start in heaven and then work your way down okay. to hell. So most of the EP kind of had a recurring theme that kind of gave it a bit of a cohesion that I don't think Uh, the Temptress really had. Yeah, Yeah.
2: even though it did have a bit of the Greek mythology that was kind of throughout that whole thing.
0: So um, you partnered up then with Sarah Mackey and uh, Richard Dowling as well. So Richard did the mastering for you. How did Mm. you come across Richard? Um just
1: knowing a few people from college and even outside of it more than one person kept coming to me and saying oh Richard Dowling he's a part of Wav Mastering and all that um, he's really good and he's you know he was like rather affordable yeah. so we I just kind of we kind of brought it to him he asked us you know uh, just give me examples of bands you like that you feel this kind of fits into so you get a sense of what you're going for and once we gave him we gave him the Temptress actually because it was the first single and just gave it to him to see what he'd do with that and we really liked it so for the EP and for the most re- for Liberation we just came back to him
0: because we liked what he did yeah um, he did a, He did a really good job he did on to the, be fair on the first EP and so did G um, now that you brought it up what bands did you say to Richard um, that you kind of liked the song um, I know it's kind of it, different for each
1: like I think one member kind of brought up something for everyone so I think for you was it a bit I, Nirvana or
2: uh, I I was Nirvana and I think I suggested Stone Sour to him as well okay just yeah. to
1: and well, do you Aaron yeah, I kind of went for Gojira at the time because okay. uh, they'd be one of the bands that I really go for, especially when I'm trying to write kind of chunkier yeah. riffs and you stuff. Can, you can
0: actually hear that. In the newer stuff, there's a question yeah. answered for me anyway, and a um, bit of Tool as well. <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, the t uh, shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lucas <laughs> no, wearing we can, a Tool t shirt here. Yeah. yeah. Actually, still on your first EP, there's um, a song called Limbo as well. Yeah. Um, What's that about? Who is Limbo? Okay. Who is Limbo?
1: Because I, uh, I didn't. Again, this
0: is Luke That's, on the lyrics. I, I,
2: came up with the lyrics to that. Well, some part of the lyrics to that on a bus trip for up from Kinsale to uh, Cork one okay. night, when it was raining, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of just it, that kind of just came into my head, and then I kind of sometimes like when I write songs, I don't have an exact story in mind to begin yeah. with, but then I get a line, and I'm kind of like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, it comes to me, and I'm kind of like, that's interesting. Limbo constricts my breathing, keeps me kneeling, pulls me down. And then I kind of just went down, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> so, no, but, um, it was, it, It's kind of, uh, I suppose it's like treating it as, as personifying, the right word for it. It's like it's uh, Limbo is like as a person, even though it's not. But it's like yeah, taking over that, your life.
1: It's and, right. you know, yeah.
0: So. yeah, it's interesting as well that uh, in the first DP and the second DP, both first songs are instrumental tracks um, yeah. well or, I remember the first EP oh God, was yeah. that was a that was an accident that was a,
1: a backward track when that was the first backward EP? Yeah. it's a backward but it's, it sounds okay yeah, yeah that was um, myself and Luke were down in Kinsale in his house mixing and we had spent maybe 10 12 hours straight like we'd started in the morning and just went and at the end of the day we we're pretty much done so while really tired and after a couple of beers we we're just kind of like i wonder what these songs would sound like backwards <laughs> turns out limbo backwards sounded really cool so we started chopping it up and adding things in and taking stuff away to make what would eventually become quasar the intro track yeah. and then we brought it to the lads and it, it ended up sticking i, I yeah.
2: started um there's kind of uh reverse vocals that are in throughout that track as well and pitched down yeah. and i took basically lyrics from all the songs throughout the ep and just reversed them and i was just like look i'm just going to keep going more crazy with it so yeah it was yeah. it was a bit of fun anyway it's it's
0: only 44 seconds so you you (laughs) squeezed a lot in for that (laughs) you know um on the back of that ep then lads did you get gigs or were you gigging beforehand as a band or on the back of that ep did you get some gigs we
1: were gigging beforehand all right now not regularly i would find the ep especially just putting it out there and like getting a couple of people in for the ep launch that we did in fred zeppelins in cork that kind of gave us a product to give to people and just show off. And once we showed that off, I found we kind of got more consistent gigs. And I'd always be keeping out and seeing what promoters are doing, seeing if I can find any posts looking for bands. And I'd always kind of like slip us in and show them the first EP or some of the more recent stuff and being like, here you are, see what you think of this. You want four
0: lads from Cork to go crazy? Here we are. Yeah. Um, Sarah did the artwork for it, and um, did you work with her, or did she, or did you give her an idea of what she wanted, or did she come up with something herself? For um, how'd that go? We kind of gave her, we gave her ideas,
1: and I think again we ended up giving her examples of artwork. So for me, um, I ended up giving her Monolith by Sylosis who would be a band I've been following for a long time and absolutely adore, and uh, doing stuff like that. We'd kind of give her the themes of the album or the EP as well. And because you can see on the night side, we or the dark side of the EP cover, myself and Luke are really into like space and planets and stuff. So we were like put in stars and stuff, and then she ended up by her own accord making the light half the moon, yeah, and showing because we mentioned how the EP is about like a transition from light to dark. So we ended up kind of showing her that as well,
2: and the, the the swirling spiral of bodies. As well, oh, yeah. that's incorporated. Yes, into yeah, it, yeah. Um, yeah. From uh, Dante's. That, yeah, that's yeah.
1: from Dante's Divine Comedy, following in with the
0: whole lyrical theme that we went for okay. a lot of it. All right, yeah. And uh, she did a good job as well. Um, oh, no, she's great, yeah. yeah. We, we
2: highly recommend anybody, any band that's looking to get the artwork done or photography or anything, any kind of job like that, definitely get on to Sarah Mackey. And there's a big shout out yes. there for you, Sarah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Don't say I don't love you. <laughs> 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 um, then. Um, I think uh, he got on Metal Metal to the Masses is it? That was around February was it? How did that, that come about? Um, well in the case was it? Or there something? were heats yeah, yeah. Um, In both
1: we did it for the past two years we did it this year in March and the year before that we had done it I think it was in February but It, was yeah. it was yeah yeah. In both cases you had to go through an application process so for both of them I was ending up linking them on they'd ask you for all your social media I'd give them that I'd give them logos and stuff and in that case I always found like just having all the right stuff to a really professional quality that I can see and see that we're like being a serious band helped in that regard so I already I already kind of knew Kev Kerwin uh, from Jet Rocker already so uh, once I kind of gave him all of that stuff I think he knew that we
0: were kind of a decent enough shout to put into the heats Um, have you any idea Like, are you actively targeting festivals or are you going to try and stay local and build on the EP?
1: Well, we will be doing local gigs, but we did kind of collectively make a decision. Festivals would be fantastic and we have been kind of contacting people for a few festivals, seeing um, seeing if we can kind of make any inroads there. If we can't do that, what we would really like to focus on is going to new towns and cities outside of okay. Cork so we've your Limericks and your Dublins your and Galways yeah, as well Yeah, yeah? we've done Dublin a few times even outside Metal to the masses and we would always love, love to go back there because yeah. Fibbers or even outside of that it's a fantastic place to mm-hmm. kind of go and even listen to music but yeah. definitely your Limericks your Galways even even if we're go- we're playing a gig in Kalorgan at the start of May, okay. So we're just we're going to be playing in what well, is essentially a very large shed, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the barn, the
2: Kalorgan, yeah, ah, yes. Kerry. <laughs> so I, I it's going to be We're going to be tough pressed To try and find people To come down for it But we'll get the crowd there That's what we want to yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure anyway.
0: I'm sure there's a scene you know. In Kerry as well And it's something I'll investigate more for, As the podcast goes along Because yeah. as I said I'm kind of moving around um, uh, From county to county You know mm. um, I think actually The new EP Actually I cannot wait To see that perform live Because I think it's actually An album that will come across Actually even better live You know yeah, It's just That's, that's
2: that's kind of what we tried to capture i think this time around uh mm. with this process get yeah. it uh closer to the uh kind of raw sound of the live sound because in the first EP, uh, a lot more of it was kind of digital and more produced but this time everything everything was mic'd up Do you know we wanted to get that raw kinda, yeah kind of sound this time so I, yeah i think we achieved that anyway
1: yeah i would hope so because like one thing i always find is um when you're sitting there in a room and you've got headphones on you and you've got a click in your ear, it's kind of hard to kind of push yourself the way that you'd push yourself at gigs. Yes. Like I tend to, I love having a crowd in front of me that's going for it I'll feed off feed that off energy, energy and I'll yeah. give it straight back to mm. them. I'll give them 110% because yeah. they arrived, they've supported people, they're supporting us and they seem to be enjoying it. So yeah. I hopefully I'd like to see how people react when they listen to the songs from Liberation. They, some of them seem to be one of the more popular stuff that we're playing now like yeah, the singles are going down well even the song Dugga people seem to really like that yeah. despite it being the one
0: instrumental my favourite one so far anyway is Exodus ah, Um yes I just love I just love the 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 contrast and it's a perfect balance between the kind of death metal vocals and and you're singing as well look it's perfect and I just went wow that'll yeah. be just something else live you know yeah. no that was um that was song uh,
1: again. Luke was on vocals, but for the most part, I ended up doing the music for that. So I'm delighted you like it. But I did try and go for this kind of more. I like probably I probably have the more extreme end of the spectrum when it comes to okay. bands. I like, so I try to translate that a bit with like more kind of mad, slightly black metaly chords and stuff. Yep. And I tried to get Alessio to do more screaming on the record yeah. just to try and, like, bring us up from the kind of mix of rock and metal to being yeah. more all-in-all metal there. And then in
2: uh, in tandem with that, I kind of... I always feel with songs um, that there needs to be kind of a hook there somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of... I love, like, Aaron knows this anyway. I always try and bring in kind of a catchy chorus in there or yeah. something. Yeah. So I just feel like... you the listener it's great for them to have something that they can kind of yeah well i mean you
0: can see that in the in your second single which is the current one liberation um i just want to talk to you actually i know that sarah uh, did the video for it where was it shot and who what was the thought process behind it um for the live um for the live scene where we've got the two
1: cars behind us we're in carrick tool we just um there's an industrial estate there and uh we just ended up parking our cars there we got just two cars behind us to provide lighting and we also had like kind of more film based lights in front of us so you can okay. see us and it was just more we didn't plan on the rain at yeah. all I thought it looked good in Chris's drums oh it did yeah it looked beautiful but uh, I think we were all sick after spending yeah. about four Probably hours chest infections and uh, <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> worth it though worth it, worth yeah, it. Awesome. and
1: yeah then we used to we still practice up in the rehearsal studios in Dublin Hill but we used to rent a room so we'd have constant access to it so that's where the indoor shots are.
2: Port of Cork as well. We got a few Oh in the there. port of
1: Cork for when yeah. it's just myself, Luke and Chris just sitting on top of like craiming
2: and shouting into the camera. Yeah, <laughs> having yeah having
0: some having some artsy moments. Yeah. And that song has a great hook. Luke, thank you. I know. Good. Um, again it, it's it's just changes and then the chorus then again it's it's just you remember it, you know, and that's that's probably the key part of the song that you know it's something you'll take away afterwards and you'll kinda go, Yeah, I I know where that song came from, you she know. Is. So um then the the chosen one, um it's an interesting one. Again, it's fantasy. Um I presume it's this character's story of a character coming right through the EP. Is it? It is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's
2: exactly it. It's kind of a it's it's kind of an out there idea. All right. It's it's like um, basically the Earth has been sapped of all its resources. Human life can't survive there anymore. So the protagonist, the main character in the story, has been sent away on kind of a colony to live on another planet, and then there. He kind of sees that the same mistakes are happening again. Okay, you know, man are making the same mistakes. So then, that's all about him fighting and trying to mm. stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the chosen one is where he's taking his forces and he's okay saying stop this shit. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, it's got so. a
0: great uh, ending by Chris
1: as well on the drums. Oh, fantastic! Ah, yeah. yeah, no, it's brilliant parts. I think I, every time there's always like a smile. I especially, I always see Alacio, myself, and you are smiling at each other because we turn around, we see Chris on the higher bells just going like that we always get a good giggle stops us from concentrating so it's, hard we, we,
2: we know something's working when we're working on new tunes or anything at practices and then we just hear a cackle or something like that in yeah. the background yeah, Something's
1: if it's funny, keep it. Yeah. I think that's like the start of Exodus where it gets really spazzy. I think oh. that was that was more laughing before we realised how Chris, hard Chris be. crying, yeah, Chris crying because yeah. he had to do all that work again. <laughs> <laughs> sure, look. At it.
0: And Deliverance then finishes the EP. Um, who wrote it, or was it a con- were we all contributing so, again? Or
1: um, there is bits and pieces from everyone. Um, a lot of the music again was done by me. It was actually originally two songs. Okay. and I couldn't finish either of them no matter how hard I tried but I ended up realising that some riffs would tie into others and I just started hitting them off each other right. it ended up being maybe, originally I think it was about 12 minutes long and then I just started ripping the parts out that I didn't like or I didn't think fit very well and condensed it down to a very healthy 6 minutes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or no, 6, it's closer, six, to, it's closer seven to 7 think, at yeah. this rate yeah. actually yeah so still taking that amount of time was good but then I brought it to Luke and again Luke would bring in a few riffs and so did the others they kind of built on it with their little flourishes and touches and then again Just throw a melody
2: over n- it then with the yeah lyrics.
1: once once Luke knew the story and he kind of knew how it was ending he kind of wrote the story and uh, I think this is the first time I kind of brought any amount of lyrics in in the middle of the song, um, right. during the yeah. breakdown, A okay. the big uh, scream yeah. section. There's yeah. a the whole screaming section uh, was written by me because it's the transition, the, the start of Deliverance. Is him kind of saying, "I've saved the world. I'm gonna look after you now. Everything's fine." And then during the breakdown in the middle, he realizes that these people are going to keep making these mistakes. Yeah, the, well, I'm going to become yeah. a tyrant and I'm going to save you from yourselves. Okay. And then the rest of the song is kind of about him kind of taking over and kind of supplanting
0: himself as the yeah. new supreme leader kind of thing. Yeah, and the consequences as well yeah. that I saw. that. Yeah, and the lyrics, which I love actually. And well done. I love uh, bands that actually put the lyrics on band camp. You know, you're enjoying but, the song and then you're looking at the lyrics as well. And it's, it's just so easier.
2: Yeah, I felt yeah. that was important. Like, as I... You know when there's a story there to tell, like I know people aren't going to be able to make out everything just on the first listen, so yeah. I want there to be like somewhere where people can just see it, and if if they're interested enough, just to they can you know read through it and get the idea of what it's about. Yeah, you know?
0: it's a, no, it's a great idea. I, d- I think a lot of bands should do it. You know, um, what about songs that didn't make it, or have you, are you constantly?
1: I'd say when it kind of came to the point of releasing the EP, I don't think there was any other song that was done ready ready to go to be recorded at the time like even when we did the first set of recording deliverance was more an idea than a a reality we kind of felt that we were going to put it in anyway but we didn't necessarily do so so later on in the year we'd end up writing what would come that before recording it and it's only been in recent times that i think new songs are kind of coming forward and people are trying more ideas out yeah i think we
2: have we have so many new ideas now that this could be the time that we start picking and choosing things eventually, yeah. do you know? But mm-hmm. um,
0: well, I think, I mean, like you definitely, definitely in this EP have found your sound, you know? Mm. So it's just a matter now of building on it live, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... No, I was just interested there, like, I mean, the whole thought process of writing music um, intrigues me. And, you know... Like so, you have the EP done now. Are you going to move on? You know, what I mean, like creativity wise.
1: Yeah, creati- creatively. We we are like again. I I'm glad you picked up on the fact that there seems to be a sound because I kind of I felt that unlike the first EP where I wanted to kind of take stuff that I liked and bring it forward to write what would become the songs on Liberation. Now I feel like even if we add in new stuff. And kind of new influences that's fine well, but we have like the framework of what's now our chaos. There's the identity there, and I kind of want to keep that. We can expand it. We can. I even sh- sent Luke stuff on last night where it's actually a bit mellower and a bit cleaner, but it still has all the tendencies that you tend to find on the newer
0: stuff. So, okay.
2: And our, our soundscape is kind of ever expanding because, like, yeah. every couple of weeks he has a new pedal anyway. So yeah, it's. I was, uh, it's I was <laughs> just
0: going to ask you actually about uh, gear. What what
1: what gear do you use? Um, well for me I've got um, my Spectre 5 string It's a Legend 5 And um, I'm the one, funnily enough, with the larger of the pedal boards I've got um, a synthesizer pedal Which you'll hear at the start of Liberation The little like, lo-fi kind of sound that swells up is that um, The octave pedal doesn't show up Because that's a more recent uh, buy And then I just use a Fender Pelt fuzz pedal and uh, TC Electronic Profit Delay just to kind of okay. get some more kind of trancey stuff that you might hear at the start of
0: Exodus and a few other pieces and staying on that Aaron um, who would be your kind of heroes would they be necessarily bass players or are they um, guitarists or
1: they're guitarists yes for bass players I'd find the likes of um, Justin Chancellor from Tool would be a huge one for me he does very much kind of influence the way I play bass and the way right. I approach it when it comes to how my bass sounds, the kind of tones I go for, it, especially when it's kind of like dirty and just going for heavy stuff, I really like how Jean-Michel Labadie from Gojira sounds. Yeah, perfect. It's yeah. a big, huge sound, mm-hmm. and I also really like to follow him for like stage presence. Yeah, there you go, He's always yeah. going mental, and I try yes. and emulate that <laughs> as much as I can without messing up notes. Um, and guitar players, Josh Middleton from Sylosis, while I'll never be able to sweep pick or anything like that, um i do i like everything he does from riffs
0: to how he approaches
1: melodic parts i find really interesting
0: yeah actually that's interesting yeah the way you can there is an influence there through your music the way you said that there um luke uh what gear have you
2: uh i have an esp stratocaster copy uh six string and uh i'm I'm not that much of a gearhead like it's only until recently that i've started expanding kind of on pedals with Mm -hmm. help from Aaron, just giving me like sound advice um so I have Proco Rat that I've been using for the better bones of like the past year, I suppose a year now, and yeah. have a new uh boss delay. And um yeah, that's kind of kind of what I'm dealing with at the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um whereas whereas influences, I'm kind of I'm more into like songwriters and vocalists in terms of like like and lyricists for my influences. I'm not like a huge guitar head either. Like I love playing it but yeah. I, I I'm not, you know, kind of obsessed. But like I love the that, likes of
0: that actually was the sound of um <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yes. Aaron cracking up, Nick and I, Nick and do. Great timing there. I've got, I've got a problem. I just tried to make it as subtle as possible. It just really didn't work, did it? Have you got one to open as well, Luke, there? Actually, yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, so well, no. the, well, there's one Brief more. Brief intermission. Uh, so the, the party is continuing. So, um, yeah, the likes of uh, Maynard
2: James Keenan of Tool and okay. Corey Taylor of Slipknot they'd be two of my biggest influences yeah. actually even the likes of Kurt Cobain of course and um, Grant Nicholas of Feeder which is kind of a strange
0: one but yeah, yeah I know Feeder so, yeah that's third. yeah, it's an interesting one um, so gig boys are being coming up as we said um, on the 3rd of May we'll be down in Calorgan,
1: right in the barn going back to back of Paul O'Neill's and uh, that should be a little interesting gig we're going to meet some new bands that I don't think I'm very familiar with but we'll see how they We'll see how it's like there. So that'll be an interesting one, bringing our like, brand of metal down there. And then at the end of May, it, it isn't confirmed, but we are planning to play in Cork City again. Yeah, And we'll be planning to br- bring a certain metalcore band from Cork if we can back for the first time in a few years.
0: But uh, right. before we know anything for certain, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be yeah, a little hush-hush yeah, yeah, hush about it that. that. Uh, how do you find Cork anyway, uh, gigs-wise? Um, obviously, there's Fred's, um and unfortunately the poor relation uh it's kind of gone by the wayside now for the moment Mm. i know you did launch out of there um what did you find um
2: i I wish there was more venues yeah obviously but
0: i think
1: there's i know the likes i find the spot being fun can be an interesting venue um organisationally, i think it's there's it can be a bit of a headache just to kind of get a metal gig going in there so I can understand. I've seen a good few petrophile gigs and a few others in there. Yeah. Poor relation, the EP launches, or one and only experience working with them. And while things went smoothly, um, it's it's not. There can be issues there, just in regards of how you get people in and out, and all about. People will try and like go around where you have to pay in just to kind of drink at the bar and ignore the gig. Yeah. Um, I don't know it's it's weird there hasn't been a lot in Cork City that we've played in other than that yeah. I mean Cypress Avenue has been redone now and takes 600 people mm. I worried that there's just not the kind of enough of a population in Cork to justify a lot of metal gigs unless they're really big stuff yeah, like a well, monolith, monolith coming up
0: well, that'll be a good test that'll, yeah. be, a,
1: that'll be a good asset test now to be fair the guys running it in Paranoid beast they did a fantastic job of getting some really good acts there like i mean we've got rod and christ headlining so Mm. like the caliber is there that i think we'd be able to for like one big event make that work quite well i'd just be worried then that like it for big events it'd be fine for other people trying to do other mm. stuff it mightn't be quite as feasible yeah um, of
2: course we've always got Fred's
1: as well though we've always got Fred's Fred's have always looked after us yeah it's nice it's nice playing in a shoebox sometimes <laughs> I I always I always wish the area of Fred's was the size of Cypress Avenue but at the same time I do like packing all of that kind of chaos and confusion into it's one small fun space it's always in there as well mm. it I is think, yeah you know? It is. It's always fun, and it's always like being like within like half a foot of like someone who thinks that you're fantastic and is loving what you're doing is always great because mm. that energy you're I talked right. about early earlier yeah. is always you will there. get it there. Yeah, yeah. It's always going example. to get your
2: audience and friends like that's yeah. it. You're never yeah. going to be worried about kind of pissing anyone off really no. yeah. with what you're doing. So yeah, do
0: you know, um, in relation then to Irish bands, lads, or what kind of bands do you like at the moment? There's quite a good selection, thank God.
1: There is, there is, yeah, it's kind of there is there's been an upsurge recently which I do quite like. Um when it comes to bands I like, I kind of it varies a lot. I do quite like when you hear bands in Cork, I like the likes of Partalon, God Alone and Baylor as well. But God, God Alone
2: and Baylor 100% yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: they'd be the kind of bands in Cork I quite like and then going further afield I'm a big Zora fan and I also quite like From the Bogs of Ogishka as well Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant and it's been too long since I've seen them here or further afield so I'm looking forward to the next chance I guess yeah um, what about you Luke
2: yeah definitely I'm kind of <laughs> fixated on the Cork scene really with God Alone and Baylor and the likes of Worn Out I think they're all fantastic bands and Everyone really should be checking them out if they haven't yet. I'm sure mm-hmm. most people have heard of the Likes of God Alone and Baylor, but yeah. definitely if you haven't, you need to check them out. And even going up around uh, Dundalk, um, Words That Burn, I think are also a yes. fantastic yeah, yeah. band.
0: Yeah, so. I suppose we are name checking them the whole time here in the Metal Cell and Dead Label, uh, 10 Ton Slog yeah. as well. I, There's I do quite like Dead Label, to be fair. Um, I remember the first
1: time I saw them, they were supporting Gojira. Not, yes, not I the was last, at. I was at that, and yeah. um, not the last time they came, but the time. Gaudier, but the time before that, um, Dead Label, that was my first time seeing them. I think they're fantastic. I also, I kind of knew the new guitarist Mick from his time in Displace Hell, so I'm delighted to see him playing there. Yeah. Last time Dead Label came to Cork they played we played the same set as them in the spalpeen Faunuk, and i never got to see that label because uh oh, yeah. an erstwhile guitarist jumped off the stage and um, trying to be cool accidentally hit me at the top of the head night to go to a and e and to get sta- a couple of staples Are in you there. serious yeah yeah jesus yeah there's that lovely moment where you know you get the belt and you're like ow, put your hand in your head there's a little bit of blood you go oh crap <laughs> then there's a lot of blood going down the back of your neck and you're like oh just turn straight to the nearest friend and be like I'll be back in a minute I'm going outside and just run <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah that was the end of my night unfortunately so I haven't seen Dead Label in a while um, 10 Tonne Slug I do like as well I do like mm-hmm. that kind of sludginess that they have going on and I like now they've got Pavel on bass yes, and he played audition. with them a few times before and the siege and stuff yeah. but it's brilliant that he's a full time
0: member now Yeah, see all those bands um, suits there as well like they generate they generate crowds and Baylor as well it's you like know. an event when they play you know, Yeah, levels. so you know that's the biggest worry um, we'd say the poor relation now I know Mark struggled initially and you know you're kind of always constantly saying it to people Please um, come along, support the gigs. And then on the night, half of them don't show up, you know. And um, I I think it's a worry for a promoter, but it's also a worry for bands, you know. It can be. We've had gigs there that we didn't organize, but we
1: played. And we played in front of next to nobody. And even just from running the gig that we had for the Liberation EP launch, we were lucky that we got a decent crowd in there, being a friend's family and people who know the band, but just looking at the costs that it would take to run that as opposed to running a gig in Fred's, it just means all of a sudden if you do that a couple of times like the Paranoid Beast ba- guys like Mark um, ended up doing, then you end up just there making loss after loss after loss, and that ends up being really difficult to sustain. Mm-hmm. So I, I can feel I've been to a few gigs there for the Paranoid Beast stuff, Not as many as I wish I could have gone to, but I mean, I can understand that struggle. If we ended up having to pay what we paid to put on that launch again and didn't make it back, we'd be really
0: starting to struggle after a while. Actually, now that you brought it up, budget-wise, what were you kind of looking at um, for the second DP in relation to the first DP? Did you have to put in more money? Um... I think we're lucky with the whole having
1: the equipment to do the recording thing that that takes away studio time and the mixing more, yeah. takes a huge chunk out of it so I think we're lucky that way um, this time round we did spend a good bit more money on merch and we ended up getting more physical copies of the EPs because we found we just ran out of the debut EP and then we were kind of stuck for a, few, a couple of gigs afterwards where we just have nothing to give to yes, people. Yes, okay, yeah so um, that's actually a good point so we
2: we doubled the merch this time just to have it to bring to future gigs and we put a lot more into just overall promotion this time around Mm. of the EP like there's there's a lot more money gone into that
1: be it sponsorships or printing costs or anything like that and again I suppose with this one when it comes into the EP promotion for it also came in the part of the music video which we paid for and like when you add all of that up between music videos merch and all that kind of adding up that we definitely spent definitely more than double if not triple what we spent in the first ep but still like from what it would
2: take you know an average band for an average recording session like Mm. nothing in comparison like
1: you know probably probably not no like
2: saving thousands like and i would it's just what i would recommend if Mm. if if you have anybody in your band that's into tech or recording in any sort of way if Mm. you can find a way of like doing a diy kind of job and Recording yourselves to a point where you're happy with the, you know, and yeah. you think it's of a good enough quality, I definitely think it's worth trying to do it because, you know, it, there, it's 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 uh, very rewarding as well. Like, can you, you know, I find
1: I, there there is the ability to do it. I know, like, sometimes you do have to get some expensive equipment to make some expensive sounds, and that is perfectly acceptable. That's why I spend so much on the current five string I have, and I buy new pedals and stuff. But there are some cheaper alternatives that you can save up for and do like a, even a passable job like something to start off with rather than like having and then you have after that if you do that job and you're kind of relatively happy with it you now have the experience and i always find experience in the studio can save you hundreds if not thousands because you know what you want you know what you need to do so if you mm-hmm. just tell a studio engineer, You should do this here, this, that, the other, mix it that kind of way. Then you start cutting away the hours that you have to pay him or or her for. And then all of a sudden you're there and you might have saved half your money if you do go to a studio. And if you like what you're doing on your own, then you might spend however much on your equipment, but be able to make that back again after a while through gigs and
0: merch. It's a valid point. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And that's what got my attention. Um, You actually, the sound, first of all, then I saw the YouTube video of Liberation as well. And I went, yeah, these lads are going in the right direction, you know. Just wondering there as well, um, we'll say further down the line, are you going to stay with the EP format? Or are you going to go uh, and reach further and, and, and do full album? I th- we were discussing this not
1: too long ago. I know there was little... There, smaller, <laughs> yeah, No, smaller discussions happened um, earlier on in the year and even last year. But recently, like kind of post... EP launch. We were talking, or we like we had all these ideas going, and I remember Chris saying we'll do like the next EP we we'll like this, and I just turned around and said, no, the next album will be like this because I feel the EP format is great. I almost sometimes I look at the likes of Liberation and them, and kind of like I wish there was just like more songs on that track list. Yeah. I feel like even if we return to the EP format later in the future for the next record i definitely want to do a, see how we could approach full an length. album yeah. yeah full length see how we can how using our logic and our framework how we can construct something into a full album yeah. having everything we have as songwriters and musicians and seeing what we could bring to the
0: table and and still kind of keep the you produce it yourselves and give it over to a mixer? Yeah, well, we'll do the mixing because that's been the case in the last two EPs. i oh, sorry, mastering. Yeah, ma- oh, yeah.
1: Mastering, definitely. Yeah. Um, Mastering, I've always found, seems like this dark art where I'm not 100% <laughs> <laughs> certain. I, I'm sure, like, theoretically, I might know what some of the things are, but I don't know what you have to do to master each yeah. thing. So I would definitely give that over to a professional like Richard Dowling or someone just mm-hmm. to kind of...
0: Make it into the cohesive unit that we need yeah. by the end of it. Um, no, the only reason I'm asking is um, a local band now, Croza mm. Um, it's been ages now since they've had something out, you know, and yeah. I admire them for going full on for an album. But again, with an EP, you're out there, you have a product, as you said, you can hold it in your hand, you can sell it to somebody. So yeah. there's there's pros and cons there's, for it, yeah, you know. I, I I feel
1: like I'm not 100% certain how Crow's are approaching cuz every now and then I might see that they might be playing one gig or so every now and then. Um so I know they're still out there and they're still doing stuff, but like, they're focusing on the album, which is great. Um what I would feel like is if we could do if we could plan it, if we could sit down and plan it out so like we have this EP, it's only recently we launched and we're already talking about albums, but if we keep this EP and we push that at the next kind of couple of months that we keep doing, we're like, all we have to say is, here's an EP, this is our thing, here are our t-shirts, buy them if you want to walk around looking stylish and all that. Mm, and as highly totally recommend. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. And as we kind of go along, then we can start doing the process, like not needing studio time, we can go off and we can record demos bits by at a time and kind of sort ourselves out to have the right framework there so that we don't have to take a whole chunk of time off and do that so with the right planning i think we could be okay it will still be a case i think we might have to like kind of go dark for a little while but we'll make sure people
0: are kind of up to Mm -hmm. date even if we can do gigs every now and then we'll try and keep playing a gig every now and again but um you look again at suits there and Partland there did a split single as well <clears throat> there's there's ways around it just to keep yeah. yourself relevant you know yeah. um and looking forward and to the release yeah, their releases, for the actually.
2: for the full length as well we'd probably just like you were saying from before we'd have to kind of even again triple the promotion that yeah. we did this time from the first EP. we doubled it now probably have to take it even further again for mm. the for the full length like so
0: yeah well i mean social media is the big yeah the big uh if you want to take it on or not you know well I know like knowing the commitment
1: we have to this band I know we will take it on Um, each time we do try and take it on I feel like it's this bigger monster that we have to kind of slay like each time we're giving ourselves a far larger task but um as as we say even coming here and doing shows like this and stuff we're learning kind of new tricks and new ways to approach things so the more we kind of engage with other people and learn stuff I'd like to think that when it comes to social media and other promotion we might learn another few tricks down the line that
0: we could bring forward yeah cool so that's it lads Um, I'm going to leave everybody with uh, Liberation Um, that's the new single and be sure to check out the video it's on YouTube by Sarah Mackey and again the EP is on Bandcamp um, where, where are you social media wise how, how do people find you um, you can find us on Facebook Twitter
1: Instagram again I, you can find us on YouTube and stuff and uh, we're on all streaming services as well if you want to check out the EP that way but um, we have Bandcamp if you'd like to buy t-shirts or EPs or anything they'll all be available there
0: ok cool Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having us. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Boz from Yurt. Uh, check out uh, Yurt for The Obstacle is Everything, and their other albums are also on Bandcamp. Uh, so so that's it. Thanks for listening uh, to The Metal Cell. Uh, you can find me on um, Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Cell. And uh, if you want to get in contact with me, if you're a band and stuff, you can email me at metalcell at TheMetalCellGmail.com. And as I said, I'm leaving you with the excellent uh, single liberation from Archaeos. And uh, that's it. Over and out. Thank you.